0: So you want to marry my daughter? Yes, I do. So do you hang out in the hood all the time or do you just come up here for our food and women? This January...
1: Your family, my family. I don't know how this is going to work. I like okay. your braids. Thank you. Exhibit head
0: braids. Jonah Hill, Lauren London, David Duchovny, Nia Long with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy. What's up with white coves? Am I white cuz? Well, I'm not. What? You People, directed by Kenya Barris. Rated R. Now streaming only on Netflix.
1: Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire.
0: Taylor, let's catch up. And, and, you know, before we get into anything, I, I just think perhaps the most important thing out of Week 11 could be what you ate at SoFi. Now, Taylor, as we know, is all over this Chargers team this particular season and what a roller coaster it's been. But I, I love when you have such in-depth information. But this week, the information I want is what did you eat Sunday night at SoFi? What was your takeaway there?
1: Sam, every Sunday morning, I tell myself, I wake up and I say, I'm going to, today is going to be the day that I don't eat the press box food and I'm just going to eat <laughs> beforehand. I don't need to indulge in all this junk food. And every Sunday, I, like I actually believe it when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to like you know, really eat two big, full, heavy meals. The first thing I no, do when I get God. up there, they have this like in and out station of fries where they have the oh, fat fries, wow. which ew, nobody wants those. And then they no, have the shoestring no, fries. Oh. And I am the first one to go in there and grab as many as can fit on one of those white paper plates as possible. And then today they have their typical chocolate chip cookies and brownies. So I grab three cookies and I act like I'm getting them for everybody. Of course, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And Al, if you're my going over the mate, names. Yeah, I need one. Yeah, I
0: need one. Yeah, on your fingers, counting on you of him and then him and then her. Yeah, but they're all for you. We know that.
1: And then a brownie cause, you know, of Why course.
0: not? I don't even. Just like in case strings. it's going to be like
1: a really stressful fourth quarter game where. I'm anxiously eating, which it happens every week.
0: Every Chargers game has been that and come down to the wire. My favorite part of any Sunday or Monday or Thursday where Taylor is at the stadium is
1: picturing me.
0: Is picturing you eating and running (laughs) to both sidelines or press rooms or elevators where you have to interview the winning player from the team that actually ends up. Side of the score, and in the last two minutes of every Chargers game, we have no idea what that's going to be.
1: And that's that's the beauty of it is because a lot of times I do get my steps in, so I bet I burn at least like ten of those skinny fries.
0: That is my favorite. Well, Well, Taylor, look, we thought it would be fun this particular week to do something different. We we have come into every single week it seems of the season, and we've said here with let's catch up. We've said to each other, "All right, we know nothing." Each and every week, so we're going to switch it up this week, and we're going to force each other. What are the two most important things that we know that we saw in week eleven? And and I'm just I'm going to start with you. Just just give me the two things that for you were the most important things that now you know you saw from week eleven that really
1: matter to you. Go for it. Okay, well, first, I think that we have to go back to the main thing that we've been talking about all year, which is that every single week we have been so surprised by the <laughs> outcomes of all these games. Yes, yes. We're just, we're blown
0: away. And, and, and again, because I don't,
1: don't. want to hurt your heart, I'm going to skim over the fact that Dak was blown out of the water. Oof. Oof. But I would have to say, maybe this is probably partial and biased because I was at this game, but sure. I think the Chargers getting back on track after losing three out of their last four games and Justin Herbert had like not looked the same as he had started off the season with where he was throwing deep passes and, you know, they were allowing him to run. You almost kind of got a little bit concerned that he was going to be kind of doing a different kind of offense where all they were doing is just those quick screen passes, which is obviously yes. not where his strength is. And we saw him tonight where we, he had almost a hundred rushing yards. He was throwing tons of deep passes he was. I mean, he was the best player on the field. I think Brandon Staley said that after the game. And then you saw him get Mike Williams back into the game, where the, before this he went four straight games without 60 yards. Austin Eckler, Rashawn Slater. I mean, they all their offense was
0: everybody incredible up until everybody played up until
1: course. the Steelers almost came back. But we're gonna skim over that as well. And so I'm gonna say but, the they, but they found a way to trying. win. But here's
0: the thing: look, look, I, I love that you mentioned the Chargers. Now, if you look at the AFC playoff picture, the Chargers are definitely in there, they're a half game back of the of, of the Chiefs in that division. And 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 you and I both and have the big Chiefs expectations.
1: Sudden-
0: we're gonna to get to the Chiefs. Try, trust me, we're gonna to get to the Chiefs, and, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about them. But we can stick with the Chargers for just a more. Does anybody look off defenses? This early in his career, better than Justin Herbert. I love watching replays of Herbert and where he's scanning the field, Mm -hmm. and he is so good at pretending like he doesn't know exactly where he's going out of that corner of his eye, and then hitting the receiver right back in that spot. It's it's really a marvel to experience. It's funny that you say
1: that, Sam, because they've asked the um, offensive coordinator like several times, even Staley, about how well he sees the field and if they ever like noticed that when he was coming out of college like did they think that he had that type of vision and they said no like if they're being honest they did not think that he was able to read defenses nearly as well as he is able to now they were saying is that like a a skill that you can acquire or pick up and they I mean they don't think that it was they think that he just always had it and a lot of people just underestimated just how talented he was at that
0: uh, look, it, it's it's great, and, I, and I'm and I'm so glad that you get that front row seat to this each and every week, and and throughout the week, just following this team, and 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 talking to Staley, and, and talking to Derwin, and talking to Justin and Eckler, and and, and Allen. I mean, all of it's just been fascinating. And again, it's interesting when we started this season, both of us had extremely high expectations for the Chargers. I had said the Chargers were going to win the West. You actually have the Chargers. In the Super Bowl, which is even loftier than I have. And and yet, this Mm -hmm. is the kind of game, this was the kind of game they need to be on the right end of at home against the Steelers, up big in a game where the Steelers come back and the Steelers have been resurgent of late for sure. And yet, unlike Chargers teams in the past who may have allowed this score to be a three-point loss to the Steelers, which it certainly was looking like late, and instead the one big play to to Williams, and it turns it all around, and then defensively, obviously, that last drive for the Steelers that went nowhere. All right, so the Chargers is your number one. Uh, number two, what what what's the second most important thing coming out of week 11 that, that you saw?
1: I have a few ties for this number two.
0: Okay, that's all right. Give it to her.
1: One, that the Ravens were able to skim by with Ooh. Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley Ooh. coming in, getting a win it was just skimming by though and i think that that's like the story of their season is that even when lamar has been playing doesn't matter who's playing at quarterback clearly they're just they're just barely escaping or they're getting blown out like
0: we saw against the
1: dolphins um yeah yeah maybe the
0: season maybe the season is encapsulated most by the 66-yarder, right? I mean, that's a game mm-hmm. you can't lose to Detroit, yeah. and yet you find a way to win. And even in a game where Tucker had missed a field goal, he hits a 66-yard record-setting field goal to keep him on track. And again, in a game you seemingly couldn't have lost to Andy Dalton and the Bears on Sunday. And, you mm-hmm. and the Ravens are, and the Ravens are the two-seed as of today. So you're right. That's a, that's a great one.
1: Number two, I would say, is the Vikings beating the Packers because <sighs> we thought that they looked like the most complete team when Aaron Rodgers was playing. And now are the Vikings like stepping up. We've seen what Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, they've got a offense that's pretty complete too. So
0: pretty complete. And by the way, again a front row seat to Justin oh, Jefferson. Oh and the Patriots Weekend Sam ago.
1: gosh, there's too many storylines. I don't think okay, like that's all right.
0: That's what what I, I, I try I try to but look at you category. look at you breaking the we rules and getting us over there. I know that, and that's okay, and that's look that that's 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 why we love you. All right, this is exactly why we. I, I tried to put this in a box, and you're well outside the box, and and that's quite all right because there really is too much. It was really unfair even said coming into this just give us two things but that's okay
1: the hulu and disney plus bundle glorious
0: the stories that move us like loki and the mandalorian on disney plus this is the way
1: the shows that everyone is talking about like the kardashians when you love you know you're alive and the bear on hulu hulu and disney plus better together in a brand new bundle all for just 9.99 a month all of these and more now streaming. 18 and over only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. See the disneybundle.com for details.
0: Quickly, one thing I just wanted to say about Minnesota. I mean, Justin Jefferson, you were there front row seat, 143 yards against the Chargers, followed up by 169 against the Packers. And credit to Cousins, who so many people say, primetime can't do it, big games doesn't do it. And yet, if you look at what he's done against Green Bay, which clearly, since he's become a Viking, is the most important opponent he has every single season. Kirk Cousins' numbers against the Packers—go back and check them out. It was remarkable this particular Sunday, and most games that he plays head-to-head against Aaron Rodgers—that's a shootout, and it was, and he was on the right end of it. Well, it's and, funny
1: because, when I, yeah, when I was doing my stories, I saw that both away teams won last last year. season. Of They're course, both last both, season was it both away or both?
0: Yeah, no, no, both. Last year was both of the away teams. It was this last season, and the Green Green Bay had won in Minnesota, and vice versa, Minnesota won in Green Bay. And it was looking much like that on this particular Sunday late in that game when when Rodgers, it seemed like the Packers had picked off Cousins in in a tie ball game, and they were going to drive for the field goal, and instead it ends up barely not being an interception. And there's Cousins coming out on the right end of it, which which was great to see, and it took everybody. So I like what you said about Minnesota, and quickly to your Patriots point, we'll just say it. Mm-hmm. Taylor, you were right about this. I look, they're
1: like this I... silent horse. Bill Belichick is like the cockroach that just outlives us all. He outlives a nuclear explosion.
0: <laughs> it's terrifying. It's by the terrifying. way, that was a fun I...
1: fact that I looked up last week. Is that cockroaches can like somehow outlive nuclear bombs or explosions? I'm so serious. People around me are looking at me like I'm crazy right now, and I actually did look this up online.
0: It's it's very true, and it's and it's I mean it's gross, obviously cockroaches. Who wants that? But. There is something magical about the cockroach that can't survive. And, again, and and by the way, going. I remember, I wrote, the, I wrote the Patriots off. The game against – remember the game against the Bucs? Oh, Mac Jones looks good. And then the Patriots are really turning around. they are so the Bucs. And I thought the Patriots season is not about being close. They're not one of the best teams in the season. Look right now, of course, the season doesn't end today. But if you look now, you've been on the Patriots. They're in first place in the AFC East for the first time since 2019.
1: I know. Look, What Uh happened to the Bills today? Granted, they played a good Uh
0: team still. All right. So those are your two slash six (laughs) observations from week 11. Okay. So those are the two or seven things that you now know from week 11, which is great because we always say we don't know anything. And now here you are, you know, seven or eight things, which is great. And that was really fun. I'm going to stick to only two here and we'll go quick.
1: I love how disciplined you are.
0: That's I just it's just I've just been working on it. Maybe it's because Levi's crying in the other room, but I'm just sticking to two things here, and and that is all. And yes, they do okay, Shoot, move into other teams. But here we go. So number one, the Chiefs, yes, okay, beating the, the Cowboys 19 to 9, and I'm sure a much different game than people expected with, with a score that low. But the Chiefs over the last six games, Taylor. Have allowed 14 and a half points per game on defense. The player of the game for the Chiefs,
1: I know it's not,
0: it's, it's, it's not Travis Kelsey, but that's it's not Tyreek Hill, it's Patrick Mahomes. Chris Jones on defense by far the player of the game for the Chiefs. It's scary what Spinola's doing. I don't know what's happening there. I think Maybe they're all healthy. the offense, you're right, the offense hasn't been clicking, and so now they're leaning on the defense a little bit, but. We could have come in here, and you know me, I like to talk bad about Tad Prescott, but we could have come in if something was wrong with the Cowboys today. But actually, in watching that, it really wasn't just – the Cowboys weren't just off. The Chiefs were stopping the Cowboys. The Chiefs had a, a, an incredibly precise game plan against the Cowboys very specifically. And, of course, no Amar Cooper, but No Mark scary.
1: Cooper, no Tyron Smith.
0: Yeah, but His the Chiefs winning –
1: Dak a little bit. And then the noise, we all know that that was loud. Arrowhead is loud. No doubt.
0: So that's number one for me. Chiefs are on top in the AFC West, but it's the way they're winning, particularly what they've done in the last six games. Uh, yes, Mahomes had five touchdowns in the last game against the Raiders, but that's not what it, for me, it, it's really what's happening defensively for the Chiefs, because if they can win that way, and yeah. we so know there's what there's they can do offensively, can then, then maybe this is the real scary jaws in the water mm-hmm. that, we, that we've got to be aware of. All right, so that's number one. Number two for me, and shouldn't be that surprising. Jonathan Taylor five touchdowns on mm-hmm. Sunday in Buffalo. What the Colts did against the Bills, yes, that's staggering. But overall, the Colts are six and five. Taylor they started mm-hmm. the season zero and three. And if you really look at this stretch since they've been zero and three, remember, and you know this game well, they blew a sixteen point lead in Baltimore and lost in overtime on Monday Night Football. What an incredible comeback by the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. And and the Colts looked. Excellent in that game. Wentz's greatest game since 2017 for sure is that game against Baltimore. And then they blew a 14-point lead against Tennessee. And those are the only two games they've lost since starting the season 0-3. And had they won that game against Tennessee, and remember, Wentz had the horrible left-handed in his own end zone interception that's just inexcusable where that game ends up in overtime where he throws another interception in overtime, had they found a way. To win that game against Tennessee, they'd be seven and four, and a game back of the Titans would be a little more exciting. But they are very much on the outside, looking into the playoffs. And to me, the they're Colts, a playoff team. The Colts are a playoff team. I agree. The Colts are a playoff team. It could be that the two losses to Tennessee will cost them, and it would certainly cost them any shot at winning the division. But to me, the Colts are going to find a way. The no. Colts are going to find a way. That's the I team agree. right now that looks scary good. Wentz looks as good as twenty seventeen, and of course. My family being from Philly, nobody remembers the Wentz 2017 like I do in my head every single play. He had a play again today where he slips out of a sack, runs 18 yards down the middle of the field. It's those little plays by Wentz where you know his confidence and his confidence about being injured is at an all-time high. Because he's playing with reckless abandon, which you love to see because he's got that little bit of farb in him. And that's the ones the Colts were hoping to get. And him and Reich seem to be clicking right now. So, those are my two. I'm going to keep two. That's it.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to, can I add one more?
0: Please, look, you had 10. We might as well make it 12. I mean,
1: I, it's look, who's counting, right? Right. Um, so, I have one more thing that I am excited about seeing. This is nothing that I learned, obviously, from this week. Okay. Yes. Something that I'm looking forward to seeing or just more, more curious is to see how OBJ is going to fit into this Rams offense. We saw him play in one game, but he obviously didn't do much. He didn't have enough time to practice and get to know the offense that well. I am so curious to see how his personality meshes with a team that already has so many big personalities on it. I just, I think it'll be interesting to see if Matthew Stafford, I'm not saying it's likely, but say Matthew Stafford has three bad games. Is he going to be the pouty OBJ that he's been? on his last two
0: teams. Or, or, is he, or is he committed enough to recognize that this is a potential Super Bowl team? I'm not going to say likely, but very much a potential Super Bowl team that he's on. But, and can he, unlike Deshaun, who didn't who, figure out, okay, I can be a small piece of something big. Can can Odell figure out, all right, I can be a small piece of something humongous here. I agree with you on that. I was excited to see it Monday night, two weeks ago, and yet I had a feeling that it wouldn't be right away. and It wasn't. And this could be special, right? If Odell can fill some of that Robert Woods hole, then then the Rams are, are again, and not that we didn't think they'd be one of the teams to beat the NFC, but but maybe they're the team to be in the NFC if Odell can I just fill that down.
1: I have a hard time believing that he'll all of a sudden miraculously change because if you think about it, the Browns, he went they went to the playoffs last year for the first time, and we all know how, like in, in extremely a long time. He was still pouting this year. They had a few bad games. They're still potentially a playoff team.
0: Oh, yeah, the Browns, I mean the Browns absolutely. The Browns coming into the season were a team that was expected to be in the AFC championship game. And their season at one point, really before Baker got hurt, that was a team that was definitely trending in the right direction. And yet Odell's upset about touches. And and I just, don't
1: see so I don't see some of those other big personalities on the Rams team putting up with that attitude.
0: You would think And letting them get away
1: with just kind of half-assing it on plays, not really giving it his all once he's not the receiver that's being targeted.
0: That's a great observation. And I'm glad, I'm glad I asked, we, we, we asked Taylor this week, we, we said, all right, we need two things that we learned from week 11 and then and, I you gave added you 20. One, and you gave me 20 and even one from the previous week and in future weeks. So I love that Taylor. That is why we love you. That is why we listen to let's catch up. That is why we are here because you cannot keep us to any rules. Alright, we are going to give you everything we've got no matter what we say all right taylor we'll have plenty more to catch up i cannot wait to do this again hail to the shoestring fries i i, I would say you know what at this point commit to them for the rest of the season don't even fool yourself on the way to the to stadium no, there's no don't plenty. tell yourself it's not gonna happen. those
1: white sports. lies that i tell myself exactly. on Sunday morning.
0: come on skinny fries impossible to say no to avoid.